for another edition of Conversations and Connections. We're the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. I'm Stuart Burson, the Prevention Coordinator for the agency, and we're taking the show on the road. We're in Nacogdoches uh, at the ADAC offices here in Nacogdoches. Specifically, uh, what we're going to do today is talk about the NatCan Coalition and what these guys are all about. With me, I have Cindy Vargas. She's the program manager of the NatCan Coalition. Also, Melissa Russell, the community liaison. We've been working on this for a while. We finally have gotten our schedules together to uh, to do this. So thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah. So um, I guess one of the things I want to well, first of all, okay, so NatCan is part of ADAC. Uh, just real quickly, I guess, first of all, let's just, for anyone who may not know, what is ADAC? As part of the Alcohol and Drug Abuse Council, as part of the Alcohol and Drug Abuse Council and the Community and Neighbors Coalition, we provide education to the community on the dangers of underage drinking and drug use. NACAN Coalition is a program that allows the community to be involved in, in the prevention and substance abuse in the community. Okay, so you kind of answered my next question, but let's go a little more detailed. Uh, the purpose of the NACAN Coalition, what is NACAN, is that short for something? Or? NACAN is Community Neighbors and Community. Okay. So what does the NatCan Coalition, or I guess, what purpose does the NatCan Coalition We really serve? go out in the community and uh, try and focus on the four prevention priorities, which is marijuana, alcohol, drinking, and uh, marijuana and substance. No, no, you're fine. Just keep going. This is, we're good. Okay. And prevent, and uh, prescription drug abuse. Uh, mainly mm-hmm. what we do, we go out in the community, do presentations. Uh, we do the education through community events and uh, through meetings. Okay, I was saying you have the monthly meetings, right? That, yes, we uh, have our interagency meeting that uh, Melissa Russell facilitates. It's from 12 to 1 at the Nacogdoches Police Department and our monthly coalition. Currently, we are doing sector meetings for our general coalition meeting here in the Nacogdoches office. So we cover 12 sectors, which include the faith sector, our parent and youth sector, media, law enforcement, uh, educators, we try to cover kind of all the important aspects of our community so we can bring them all to, to the table. And in the coalition meetings, we bring them all to the table to answer one question, which is really how and what can we do to make tomorrow better for not only our youth, but for our, our community itself. Okay. Um, so you want to go back. You said that you meet at the Nacogdoches Police Department 12 to one. Yes, 12 to 1. So what day is that? It's always the first Tuesday of okay. the month. Okay, so, and who's invited? Can anybody show up, or is it mostly agency personnel, or who can come to these meetings? The, all the public is welcome. Uh, we really try to engage all the community partners, and uh, even you know community members, whether they're retired sure. or out of the out of the uh, the county. Okay, excellent. All right, so you, you talk about the the anti drug al- anti alcohol messages, right? Do you target your message to youth, or is it really the community as a whole? Or do you have a primary target that you're really trying to reach? Well, we normally uh, we normally target the whole community, but our, our main focus is really on the teens and the youth, usually from middle middle school to okay. high school. Okay. And some college students. Sure. So in your work here at ADAC and, and as part of, of the NatCan Coalition, out of underage drinking, tobacco, illegal drugs, abusive prescriptions, things like that, what do you see as the biggest problem in the East Texas community? 
Through our sector meetings that we've had, we've identified one of our main issues is vaping with our youth. Um, right. That has become a bigger issue than we, we initially thought it was. Uh, it, it was actually surprising at the numbers. Right. And I, th- and I think, you know, vaping, I mean, now you have the vape shops everywhere. There's one even at the mall in, in Lufkin. I mean, they're cropping up everywhere. And I wonder, just as Joe Citizen, not really part of the an- the the anti the substance abuse uh, community, let's say, uh, if that gives the public a sense of, well, this stuff is kind of all right, because you got these stores that are cropping up everywhere now. And even, you know, you have the community voting on, you know, the annual, like the best restaurant in town, the best doctor. Now you have the best vape shop in town. I just wonder if that gives a sense of false, um, what's the word, security or that, hey, this stuff may not be so bad. Yeah. Well, it really what it does, it adds just a, a little bit more of the barriers. I mean, as it is, we have some community members that are resistant uh, to, they just think that it's maybe just a milestone that they're going through and that they'll kind of just, you know, grow out of it. Sure. So um, now having to deal with vape shops, it, it kind of does put, it hinders our, our focus on what we're trying to do. And right. it's not just the vaping shops that have, uh, you know, marijuana um, there's also coming out with a whole bunch of different ones, and it targets the youth. So it actually, what it mm-hmm. does, they provide marijuana THC that looks like candy, some pop tarts, or some Rice Krispies, just to kind of uh, lure teens uh, to be able to start using. And they come in all these different flavors and Absolutely. things like that, right? And I know you also, it's not just the vape shops. You can get these things now at gas stations, and you can get them online. Yeah, right. Um, so how do you bring the NatCan message to the community? You, we may have touched a little on that uh, at the beginning of our conversation, but, you know, we, there's the meetings that, you know, for the your agency partners and for the community once a month. But when you go out into the community, how do you try to bring that anti-substance abuse drug message to the community? What do y'all do? We have some prevention campaigns throughout the year. Uh, one specifically is um, Recovery Month, which is in September, and then we also have our Red Ribbon uh, Week, which is in October. Sure. And, of course, there's other you know um, campaigns. So every month we're either doing PSAs at the radio station, we're going, you know, mm-hmm. uh, inviting the media, news media, to go ahead and right. help share them on the calendar invites, and um, just... Just dropping off materials, just yeah. trying to stay a little bit more transparent and visible. We need right. to always be visible in what we're doing. Okay. And we also, as a major um, public focus, we try to do all the community events. Uh, we want to be involved with our community, so any event that we can attend, we'll set up a booth and we'll give away and just kind of free gifts, you know, or pamphlets with uh, an anti-drug message on them. And that way we were able to interact in person with the community and hold, yeah. hold conversations. Right, right. So, Cindy, I don't know if you have anything else to add. You was talking about uh, Red Ribbon Week and another event in September, I believe. Are there any other upcoming events that you feel like we need to know about? Or yes, for it... February we do have uh, Children of Alcohol Week. It's the last uh, third or it's the third week of the month. And really it's focusing on 
how children are also impacted, you know, by substance abuse. It's not just the right. individual alone. Right. And that there's resources there to be able to help not only the individual, but also the family sure. member. Okay, excellent. Um, then we also have a great uh, smoking. You know, we've got the great smoking campaign for if you can quit at least for a day or for a week. With Our goal is to be able to quit completely and see okay. the benefits from it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. So I want to ask each one, uh, both of you, how long have you been doing this work? Uh, Cindy, let's start with you. What, uh, how long have you been doing this with the NatCan Coalition or, or, or with ADAT? Well, with NAT, the NatCan Coalition, I'm going on seven years, but prior to that, I'd already done 14 years in the mental health sector, uh, okay. working with pr uh, criminal offenders that had mental and substance use disorders. Okay, all right. Well, um, so what prompted you to get into this uh, line of work? Your background, what prompted you to serve the public in this way? Um, well, you know, coming from um, a family that had suffered from substance use, and I think it's important that, you know, is to remember that it's also the families that become, you know, affected. And I think for me, it was more of a personal journey and until I was able to see how it really impacted not just the okay. families, but also community members as a whole, you know. So it's just always been that path right. to be able to help others. If so, I can try to at least help one from substance abuse, then I think I'm okay. So it's kind of almost like a personal mm -hmm. journey for you and a yes. personal cause, I guess. Right? Yes, it is. I mean, that's what really started, you know, seeing him from a personal perspective, how it impacted me mm -hmm. and how he could actually do better out in the community so it doesn't affect others. Right. You know, what, I guess you, something I just thought of, you know, when you go out there and do the anti-substance abuse message, do you ever get any pushback? I mean, do you ever get people that say, oh, it's my business, I can do what I want to do, and you can't tell me, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, there is uh, some resistance. You know, I think it goes back to the social norms. Yeah. That it's just a stepping stone that they'll get over it. Um but they'll grow out of it, or it's not a bad thing. You know, mom and dad does it, so why right. can't I do sure. it? Um, but yeah, we always go through resistance. So what we do, we push back. You know, we push <laughs> you back push back on the pushback. Yeah, okay. on prevention efforts. We just, you know, you know, we strengthen by numbers and our partnerships to yeah. be able to uh, to keep on our work. What we do. Okay, excellent. Okay, Melissa, it's your turn. My turn. So how, how long? How how long? Now you're kind of. Knock over my mic here. So um, you've been doing this. You're, you're kind of new, at least you're new to me. I don't know yes. if you're new to the community. Uh, how long have you been doing this type of work? So this type of work, I started back in July. And um, I've learned quite a bit from Cindy. She's been my mentor. And uh, I was a, prior to that, I was a 911 dispatcher for 20 plus years. Oh, there's no stress in that. No stress. <laughs> So as, as that dispatcher role of my career, I was actually kind of the, the first part of, part of point of contact between our community and our law enforcement. Okay. So uh, through the years, I saw the progression of the mental health. I saw a progression of, of the, the substance abuse. Sure. And also on another part of that, I was, uh, I'm the regional Amber Alert coordinator for our region. And so I was seeing um, that was another front line where the children were involved and we were issuing Amber Alerts and about 90% of our Amber Alerts, it was uh, sub substance use related with the parents. Okay. So I've always, like a core belief of mine is 
as an adult, you give back and you help take care of, of your community. And when I saw the position open here, that was just the perfect opportunity for what I yeah. wanted to do, which is help and give back to, to my okay. community. All right, Melissa, I want to ask you, then I'll come back and ask, ask Cindy this. What is it about this that you think you enjoyed the most? I mean, what is it that gives you that drive? What's fun about it? Or again, just what is it that keeps you getting up in the morning to do this? What is it that you really like about this type so, of work? So this might be a little campy on the answer, but uh, no, I would say top two, number one is working with Cindy. Um, we enjoy, we have a great partnership uh -huh. that we've been able to develop and just the learning that I'm doing from her, that, yeah. that really gives me the drive. Uh, the And it's tied with first, um, interacting with my community, meeting community members. Mm -hmm. When I set up a booth and I'm able to talk to our community members that come through and ask questions and just interact with them. Yeah. Absolutely love doing that. That's the, the best part of, of my okay. day. Excellent. Okay, Cindy, now I'm going to ask you the same thing. What gets Cindy up in the morning and come to work and do this? What really gets it for you, what gives you that drive to do this? I think to me with coalition work, it's not a set thing like you would eight to five, which we normally are, but it's not like you're going to school and you do the same thing over. With coalition work, it's always something different. Yeah. You meet all walks of life and you do different things. That's yeah. what I love. It's always fresh. It's always new. It's not repetitive. Okay. Excellent. Is there anything, before we before we wrap up, is there anything that we haven't talked about or we haven't gone over that you want to make sure that we know about or do you think we covered everything? Well, with ADAC um, in, in, in itself, uh, they have different um, uh, different programs. They've got for clinical, which is an outpatient uh, setting, and they also have curriculum. Okay. So from kinder all the way to high school. So okay. it's not just the Alcohol and Drug Abuse Council that offers the mm -hmm. the clinical part of it, but there's a whole bunch of more services that we have to offer. Okay, great. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it so much. Yeah. I, thanks for it. So, uh, uh, this is uh, probably going to air in the middle of February, but as we record today, it's a very wet, sloppy, cold, nasty day. And uh, with snow flurries, with possible snow flurries, <laughs> we'll see. Well, thanks, thank guys. You. Thank you. So we much. really appreciate that. Uh, now, if you feel like uh, you need the services of the Family Crisis Center, I do want to give you our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week phone number. That's 1-800-828-7233. And also, be sure to subscribe to Conversations and Connections. You can do that via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much any podcast service of your choice. And remember, as always, be the voice, if not for you, for someone else. Mm -hmm.